For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's taken from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. This is the Essential Bible Studies podcast. My name is Tim Young, and I'm here with my good friend, George Kashmar. Hello, Tim. Hello, George. Thank you for inviting me back to your home. (laughs) Well, George, I wanted to have you here because we're going to be doing a little wrap-up of the season. This is the end of season one of the Essential Bible Studies podcast, and you're a great friend, good support for these podcasts, and one of the uh, inspirations, actually, for doing them. And I know you've listened to all of them. You went back and you re-listened to all of them. Yeah, I had to. (laughs) So I wanted to have you here, and we can just uh, talk a little bit about your, your background talk about the the podcasts and kind of summarize and what we're planning for the future. Yeah. Why don't you start back? Because I I met you about four years ago, was it now? It's been it, about four years. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. The time has flown. <laughs> it has. I still feel kind of new, but I'm comfortable with everybody. And yeah, it's been great. It's been the best part of my life. Uh, when I look back before I was baptized, there was a year of that where I was in study yeah. before that. I've always been a believer in God, Tim, but I had been living not by God's commands and without the knowledge of the Bible. Right, you didn't really know. I didn't yeah. really know much, and I thought I did. I thought, like most people, that you know, I believed in God, and I do nice things, and a few times a year I consider him. You know, and, right. Uh, <laughs> But I wanted to learn more and I wanted to get back to praying to God. And and I, I didn't know it at the time, but I really wanted to expand in my relationship with him. And I didn't what know. You mean you didn't know it at the time? You just really just started praying, just not knowing what to expect, really. Is that what you're saying? That's that's it. That's, yeah. that's basically it. I was raised and baptized when I was a child as a Catholic. Right. And that was ceremony and it was uh, what it was. And I strayed from even that for years. So I started praying at night and I prayed to God and I asked God to help me and guide me. And I really wanted to come back to his house. And I felt strongly about building a strong relationship with him. And that's all I knew. That's all I, I thought about. So life goes on. A couple of weeks after I had been praying, I was just going to the mailbox one day, and lo and behold, there was a learning to read the Bible effectively pamphlet. Right, for a seminar. For yeah. a seminar at the Spectator. So I read it, I looked it over, and I thought, this is great. It's very interesting. And I thought, this is kind of a sign from God, because I had just been praying on these things. And I went, sometimes God calls us or talks to us. We don't listen. But right. I, I, I definitely heard that. So I attended the seminars with with you and with Tom. And uh, it went on for a few months. And then I was invited to Book Road to extend the Bible study classes on Tuesday evenings. And I felt very, 
very strongly about my salvation and my relationship and, and the knowledge that I was getting and the more knowledge I needed. So as that went on, classes unfolded and I became very interested in being baptized. I knew I had to do that. I, I just right. knew it. It was like flicking a light switch. Well, you were, you were like a sponge. I couldn't believe how you took off just reading the Bible and really picking a lot of this stuff up on your own, the aspect that you, you needed to be baptized. And mm-hmm. Well, when you explained it and we looked at the scriptures about baptism and how important that is yeah, and how it's really just the beginning. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and... uh it was a great beginning. It's been the best part of my life in the truth right now in the past four years. Sometimes I'd have to say to myself, George, this is really me. I, you know, this is just a great <laughs> life. Just a new man in Christ, right? Absolutely. It's a wonderful feeling. And uh, yeah, it's been a joy to, to share it with you. In fact, those Tuesday night classes that we started, just a small group setting, right? Just talking about these things. That was kind of the inspiration for these podcasts. Because we'd have such great sessions together, you know. You just feel so jazzed afterwards that I just felt like we needed to share it. Like we needed to get this down in a recording and, and be able to share it with other people. That was really the the inspiration for all the podcasts. So, And it helps you to refresh and remind yourself about these essential Bible studies which form our foundation of our faith. And we just keep building off of these, right? Absolutely. Um it's been the best Tuesday nights of my life, going and, and learning and fellowshipping and having discussions about not only the scriptures and the clear lines, but how it affects us and how we can use them in our lives and the connections with, with everything. It's been great. I'm going to ask you now about the podcasts. Talk about a couple favorites, maybe, and we're, we're going to go through all of them and talk about them and kind of relate some background stories here of where they've come from and how they've helped us in our walk. But what was your favorite episode, George? Well, Tim, I tried to pick one, but it's two. Well, I guess you're allowed to pick two. Yeah. I was going to flip a coin, but I thought, Duh. let's just look at the two, um, the first one. You mean Defining Essential Bible Studies? The, yeah. The very first episode. The very right. first episode. Well, the main reason was is that it opened up with the the milk being on the milk before you're on meat with the Bible, right? And the understanding, and I was always anxious to know more and learn more, and I would get ahead of myself. But I can relate to the the beginning of this episode and the milk or the baby steps in the beginning of my walk with God and the importance of building a a strong foundation through proper uh, studying of the Bible. Right. Yeah, it's all right there, the milk and the meat. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I also like the fact that the defining essential Bible studies is part of the name of the episode. So I wasn't confused on that. <laughs> that was clear. I don't know if that was a coincidence. But <laughs> really, that episode, it just made me realize that the Bible gives us the framework for a strong foundation. And you mentioned the... um the six foundation principles. Right. And it was amazing how the Bible described them. And I just thought, because we hadn't done that before, and I just thought it all made sense and it was clear that it was repentance and then it was faith and it was baptism and then the laying of hands and the belief in the resurrection and God's, you know, eternal judgment in the kingdom, hopefully. 
And it was all summed up at the end of that podcast with Ecclesiastes 12, 13 to 14, I believe. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good point, yeah. Yeah. I think you said it. there's three of them, so it's fear God, keep his commandments, and God's judgment. So they're a, a double, each one. Well, there's three of them, and they kind of line up with the three couplets, couplets. in Hebrews 6, uh, yeah, verses 1 and 2. That was the foundation, kind of. We wanted to start off with the Bible actually telling us what it considers to be essential Bible studies. When you look closely at that Hebrews chapter 6 passage, it lays out a good example right there, and some interesting kind of patterns. I find in Bible study, when you just kind of read and reread it over again, they just kind of start coming up. You know, you start being able to organize or put things together a lot better. And what was the second one? The second one was six, growing in faith. Oh, that was my favorite too. I was, I was going to pick that one. Why, why did you like that one? You know, Jesus wanted all of us to know what faith should look like by giving us the the first two examples of faith in the New Testament. You know, when Jesus healed the Canaanite's daughter and the centurion's son, yeah, without having to touch or, or see them, you know, that was so clear as to open your eyes of the first instance of it. And their parents' faith was so strong in the fact that Jesus saves any who believe in him. Right. Right. I think that's what I loved about it too, was just seeing how the first example Jesus spoke of, oh, ye of little faith. And then mm. the next example was somebody of great faith. And mm. when I saw that, I was like, oh, look at this, you know, because <laughs> it, I've always been so discouraged about, oh, ye of little faith. And I'm thinking he's saying that to Peter, but he's going to say to me, you know, <laughs> but if we believe in him, even though we haven't seen him, we can have that great faith, or we have examples of that. And so I, I found that to be really encouraging, and I really loved doing that podcast with Tom. Yeah. So I'd say that was one of my favorites, too. You know, We think of faith as a simple word. When I first started looking at the podcast, I figured, oh, maybe we'll do one on faith, but we ended up doing four. Right? Yeah, I, all four of them were great, and I thought about them all, and I, I came up with what faith is a lot for all of us, for everybody. And I think that faith is an emotion that God has given all of us. The most powerful emotion is love, and the, oh, yeah. the most powerful form of love is God. Uh, God is love. You know, people put their faith in many different things, uh, mankind, science, worldly things. True, yeah. But God loves us and gave every one of us the ability to choose him or not, because love cannot be imposed or it is not love. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think Paul says in, in Corinthians, you know, there's faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And kind of goes along with your sentiments there, right? Hmm. So that's love will be a, definitely an essential Bible study we'll have to cover in the, the future. Well, we started off by talking about some Bible tools because one of the things about the podcast is we want to talk about Bible study itself. So we had an episode, which, yeah, it was one of my favorites too. I think just because of the, the way that the conversation went with Matt on choosing a Bible version. Hmm. I know you had some experience with that when you first started reading the, the Bible. I tend to use the King James as my main Bible, but what'd you, you mm -hmm. had some difficulties with the King James, right? Yeah. When I first started reading the Bible, actually, I started listening to it. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you came. You said you were listening to it. I said, I, I really think you should read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So reading the King James from a person that's never opened the book and is worldly in in language and and those things was difficult because of the the style of language of the the 1600s. Right. Yeah. It was just and then the Old Testament and the way some writers describe things in that style of language, I thought to myself, wow, there's no way I'm going to be able to put this together and, and have a strong understanding because I feel that I can't follow it. So I started reading the NLT Bible, the New Living Translation. Oh, okay. So that's that's more of a paraphrase Bible. We talked about that in the episode there. Yeah, yeah. So... But I thought it would it would get me started. Yeah, it was um, very easy reading for you. Very yeah. easy reading. It, it was good. I, I read it cover to cover as a daily reading planner for two years, and then I was talking with with Brother Vernon about a certain passage, and I can't remember which one it was, but we were talking about the explanation, and he said, "What book are you reading?" <laughs> <laughs> so, Vernon's Guyanese. Guy, sorry, yeah, yeah. So he's got that Caribbean like <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? So, yeah. So we compared it, and the NLT was, you know, it was it was way off. It was way off. It, it was yeah. going in another direction. And I thought to myself, okay. And I put that book down because, you know, that was one example in that book. So how many more that you know? Yeah, that's okay. paraphrases often become more interpretations of the translators rather than a, a fair translation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's not all bad, but it was early in my walk with God and my, my understanding. And so I wanted to make sure that I had as close as I can to the King James. Yeah. I picked up the uh, new King James and I, f I felt good about that. It, well, perhaps. the new King James Bible. So that's your, your main Bible right now that you, that's you my use. main Bible. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll, some cases I'll pick up the NLT if I'm lost or stuck or I get confused about a writing. Well, that's what we say, you know, start comparing all sorts of different translations, right? That's the power of it. That's a good lesson, you know. I, yeah. I think and so. um, I know you read the ESV. I like the ESV. Well, I use the ESV for the podcast because it's very yeah. easy to read. Oh, and yeah. I think it's very literal. Yeah, my main Bible is the King James. So, you know what? So there's something else that you did early on. When yeah. you were first starting out, that blew me away mm. was that you memorized the books of the Bible just by yourself. You you decided you're going to do that, right? Because I think you you found it awkward getting around, and you didn't want to be so awkward. And I th I thought that was fantastic because most people I find that they just get frustrated with the Bible because they're not familiar with it, and they get get to the passages that they, they need to get to, and so the ability just to kind of just sit down and say. I'm going to memorize the books of the Bible is fantastic. I would recommend that to anybody who doesn't uh, know that and they're having a hard time getting around finding the scripture. Yeah, I, I remember memorizing, I think, four or five books at a time. And then I would, it was always in my head, I'd be walking the dog and I'd start from the beginning and I'd <laughs> go on and I'd, 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 I got it. And I think I recited it to you guys on Tuesday night you one did. time. And yeah. Donna had to help me out a couple of times because I stumbled on it. <laughs> so you good, important. are you going to do it for us now? I'm not going to do it for us <laughs> now. I, I, have a I don't know if I could do um, it right now. I, but that's important just to know where things are, isn't it? Um, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, it helped a lot. 
I can follow along and I enjoyed it. We had another episode on concordances, and that's one thing that in our classes we, we introduced early, using actually using a concordance. I know you, you uh, use your phone these days, and that's something that I want to do in the future. I want to have a podcast where we just talk about software and electronic devices that we can use to study our Bibles. Yeah, I, um, you recommended my sword and uh, my phone, and I, it's been great. I got tired of carrying that big book around you gave me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so easy these days. It's, uh, it's we, just, we have we are so blessed to have so many of these tools right over right at our fingertips. Absolutely. When I listen to your podcasts and you come up with numbers, concordance numbers and definitions for words, you always seem to have those ready for the precise moment of what you're explaining. And when I'm reading, I want to be able to do that. I sometimes struggle with which word should I look up Oh yeah, that's going to get me where I'm going. Right. I'm relying on phoning people and asking them sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I usually get that. Oh, you have a lifeline. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get back to the other podcasts on repentance and faith, too. These were podcasts that I thought we might do one podcast on repentance, another podcast on faith. But when I started looking at the subject more closely, I can tell you it was a very rewarding study, and it it's just sort of blossomed. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about the Word of God and doing study is that you just start discovering things, things that you thought were so simple become just very deep and very beautiful. And the podcast that we did on repentance and faith, I think, really show that. So we did the one on repentance. I, I don't know, in my life, I don't really, haven't really emphasized it before, but now I am. <laughs> you know, it's one of those kind of life changing studies. And then mm -hmm. we talked about now faith is defining what faith is. We talked about growing in faith, which you and I said was one of our favorite podcasts. Yeah. We talked about the faith that saves, basically how God has set up faith as the means of salvation, and, and by grace we are saved through faith. And then we looked at uh, the good fight of the faith and how faith is also a term that defines something that we should believe collectively together. Mm -hmm. It has to do with the truth, and it's important to defend that faith, and it's in a form of doctrine or teaching that we have to stand up for. Mm. One of the last points we also brought out in one of those podcasts was the the idea of that faith produces works and that works are, are a fruit that comes out of our, our faith. You've been an inspiration on that too because you've really amazed me about how you started this thing called Word on the Street. Mm-hmm. Can you exp explain your thought process there a little bit? Yeah, so... Word on the street, it's not something that uh, is a rock and roll song or something like that. That <laughs> It's a slang for what, what's going on. Sure, yeah. And, and things like that. So the word on the street is really the Bible. Yeah, the word is the Bible and it's on the street because I'm down at the Urban Core old bus terminal in Hamilton where uh, many gather that are impoverished and homeless and uh, have struggled with addictions and right. abusive environments and so many people who are just suffering and who are hopeless. And, you know, Jesus talked about those people and how they're important. 
and that they need to to hear the word on that on the street. So right. that's where now the they're they're there to get a meal. They're there to get a meal. Yeah, and you set up a table there, and you're giving them you're giving out free Bibles. I'm giving out free Bibles, and uh, you're giving counseling left and right. right yeah, now. you you really have a gift for that too. So. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's what I do for a living. Right. A lot of the times I counsel young adults who are struggling with, you know, addictions and a lot of them coming from abusive environments and and all the kind of things that that we see connected with poverty. Try to counsel people who are who are suffering with these things. Then I try to shed a little bit of light on that. The right. light of God. Yeah. And, and you know, life doesn't have to be like this and there might always be a struggle, but in the end, the kingdom is at hand, and the real life, immortal life, God willing, that is possible is out there for you and everybody who comes to him. So I, I try to get that message in on after I offer counseling for addictions and crisis or grief and poverty. I also connect people who are homeless and are impoverished with housing, food, and clothing. Um, and then, like I said, I... I offer spiritual guidance uh, with free Bibles and Bible study, fellowship, Sunday worship, those kind of things. So I've been out there, oh, just over a year now. Yeah. I'm out there usually every Sunday. I've met a lot of people, see a lot of new faces. Uh, I see a lot of people with, you know, that are really struggling and suffering with basically no hope. And when there's no hope, people just don't care about things. Right. You know, they often struggle with demons and they use substances to relieve these these, right, these yeah. things, but which ends up making it worse in the long run. So that's where a lot of my counseling comes in. And people who are, are down there, some people, you know, have re- very little knowledge about God and some have some knowledge. So there's there's usually conversation, but most of the time it's about whether or not there is a God. Yeah. So it starts there. (laughs) Yeah. And and why, and if there is, why should I believe him? And these kind of things. Because like I said, without hope, people just, they just don't care. And then it shows in their lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down there a couple of times with you and it's just a a great thing to see because these people really need some help. A couple other podcasts that we did. One was with Jay Mayock and his top 10 kingdom passages. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That was fun, wasn't it? I think we're going to have to do another top 10 list in the future. But Jay has been studying the kingdom of God quite a bit, and he's very enthusiastic about it. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was just amazed at the information Jay puts out there and um, you put out there, it was probably my second favorite, I would think, because it was so interesting and it was a countdown. Like, I think it was your third favorite. You already picked oh, two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, but one was actually, two was actually one, but <laughs> what struck me, and, and I didn't realize it, the gospel was preached to Abraham. Right. And I thought about that and I thought, wow, wait a minute. And you did mention it once on Tuesday night, but I didn't recall. It's good to be reminded of that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a very powerful point, yeah, that Jay brought up. And the fact that God's kingdom will be established here on earth. People often think about God in heaven, in the sky, and you guys made it clear that that's going to happen here on earth. Very good. Then our very last podcast for the season was on the creation of man. And this is leading up to basically the subject of the resurrection of the dead. 
we wanted to start in this place because we want to understand more about man, how he's created, and then what happens at death. So we kind of left it on a cliffhanger. We had been looking at Genesis 2, verse 7, and I uh, queried Steve on where is that quoted in the New Testament. So we're going to pick up there in the, the new season. Mm. going to be a few months. We've just got to regroup and get some more studying in and get all the recordings done with, with everybody. I'm really excited about it. We've I think we've got a really great season behind us. We've got some fantastic topics coming up in the next season. So we'll be talking about the resurrection and judgment. Remember, that was also in Hebrews 6, verse mm. 2, about the resurrection and the uh, eternal judgment. Mm-hmm. So we've got to cover those subjects. I also want to cover baptism. Like you talked about baptism, how important it is, but mm-hmm. we should really go to the scriptures. I'm sure that's going to take up a couple more episodes. And I also wanted to talk about the inspiration of God. It's probably something we should have talked about here in this first season because it really lays a groundwork or basis for how we approach the word, how we look at it. And I wanted to talk about how the Bible is God-breathed or it's inspired by God mm-hmm. and is is perfect so those are just a sample of some of what we have planned uh, for the future, and I'm sure there'll be some surprises even for me, <laughs> what's going to come out of everything. I, we're going to go back and talk about some study tools as well with Matt, oh, good. how to do Bible study. And, oh, I know another one I wanted to talk about was this word church. Oh, yeah. Which in the Greek is ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a podcast on that because I find that I often – Sometimes say ecclesia. I'm used to saying that instead of the Greek word church. And I wanted to have a podcast on why that is and why Christadelphians use that word ecclesia. All yeah, the time. and maybe you can answer why every spell check puts an L at the end of ecclesia and it spells it ecclesial. <laughs> you want me to look I, into spell checkers? I, I have to. Check, I, <laughs> right, can I'll do just that. backspace that L. <laughs> George has been great having you here, going over your your story. I think it's it's so important for us to share our testimonies in our backgrounds, because there's people out there like like you, like me, who need this encouragement. And that's really what this podcast is for, is for you to share with other people you know are in this situation where they maybe pray to God, they think they're a good person, but they need to have a deeper relationship with God through His Word, right? And you've realized that in your life, and uh, hopefully we can help other people to realize that as well. Yeah, for me, and the Bible talks about love, how God loves us and how we should love him and love our neighbor. And to me, loving our neighbor and loving anybody really means wanting them and helping them to get to the kingdom, no matter yeah. what. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it's the, the the main thing about love. I mean, what could uh, be better than that? Absolutely. This is a Christadelphian podcast supported by the Book Road Ecclesia in beautiful Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. Until we meet again, dear friends, I pray to God that you may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Amen.